y'all? How's it going? This is Say Lobby for me. My name is Brandy. I know it's been a while, you guys. I just have been trying to revamp things a little bit. I've decided that there's part of my life that I'm not going to be able to like follow through with putting out there. There's just bits and pieces of my life that I don't really remember after, you know, being 10 and everything. I remember, you know, obviously being an older sister, taking care of my sister, you know, obviously. But, you know, th that's just part of life. You know, yeah, I was a big sister, of course. You know, I had to help take care of her. And But the majority of my life from the time I was 10 until the time I was 18 was spent you know me going to school and getting bullied and picked on and you know up until the last two years when I finally said fuck you and started fighting back um of course you know all of that stuff it it made me who I am and it, it attributed to who I am but in the end you know I still ended up this shy naive scared little girl who graduated high school with absolutely no like real life experience and no idea what to expect of the world so I moved my ass all the way across the country to Oregon which you know was a huge fucking mistake but at the same time I can't bring myself to regret it because I learned a lot you know um so yeah I moved myself across the country for a person that I never met in my life person that I met online when I was in fifth grade who just so happened he wasn't catfishing me he was really the age that he said he was he was really who he said he was and but we just um we didn't work out I was there for seven months and shit went south and I had to come home but I was heartbroken and I was in a very bad place for a while until my baby sister came to me looked me dead in the face and said who are you you're not my sister what you do with her the very next day I picked myself up I went and signed up to go to college and got a job <laughs> all in the same day um you know I started going to school whatever but then I got distracted and college just really was not for me so I flunked out of my second semester and said fuck this and just went into the workforce and that's what I did you know I worked until my 23 year old naive ass scared little girl self who just wanted to please everybody and just wanted to be loved and you know basically didn't give a fuck who I got it from I just accepted the love that I thought I deserved you know at the time the only thing I was used to hearing was you're not good enough and um you know just really down doubtful negative shit so that's what I was used to and I guess for a while that's what I thought I deserved so so there I was this naive 23 year old little girl and I'm gonna say little girl because I even after moving to Oregon and going through the things that I went through I still didn't have any experience you guys I was still the same naive little girl who followed her heart and just believed that everything would work out the way that it was supposed to work out. And I was fucking stupid. I was stupid. Um, so there I was just desperate for love. And I got on a dating site because going out places was really not my style. I tried. I went out to some bars sometimes. and But I was always with, every time I went out, I was with my aunt. My aunt, who I used to be really close with, um, but now I am not. I told you about her in my last episode. Um, she was a cock blocker, you guys. Let's, I mean, let's just call it what it is. The chances of me meeting someone and having anything actually come of it while I was out with her were slim to fucking none. Like, seriously. So, it was pointless. So, I reverted back to <laughs> what I knew. And that was meeting people online. So I got on dating sites and whatever, and I found this guy. 
who I thought was super cute and his profile just, you know, of course it made him sound amazing. So I messaged him. Well, he never answered me Um, until like months later, like <laughs> a lot of months later, um, when I was literally just about to delete the app, I got a notification that he had sent me a message. So I went and I checked it and um it was him. So we started talking and we, you know, I told him I'm I'm really about to delete this app. So why don't you just text me? And I gave him my phone number and, you know, whatever, whatever. So we start texting and of course we just text and text and text for hours and then that turns into um you know can i call you can we can we talk so he called and we talked and we talked for hours and hours um until i started you know falling asleep and eventually i like passed out on the phone with him and he just hung up whatever and then texted me in the morning so then it was <laughs> that next day after you know talking all night long that I decided, okay, I'm going to go meet him. Um, We're going to, you know, let's do this. I was like, you know, let's let's get together, you know, maybe have dinner. Something. I was actually trying to do it the right way, you guys, but it was a Sunday. I had to work the next day. Um, It didn't work out for me to go meet him during the day because I had things to do. Um, You know, I, I had like this routine, like you, you would have thought I was an old lady at fucking 23, you know, Sundays and my Sundays now are still the same way, you guys. Um, Sundays were my laundry day and they're still my laundry day. Um, So I basically, what I had to do that day was just do my laundry and get shit ready for the week. So during the day I was busy and it was just not even an option for me to deviate from that. So I was like, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe we can't actually do it today. And then he was like, well, why can't we just do it tonight? And I was like, you know, I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> I was super responsible, you guys, like just super responsible. Um, But then I said, you know, fuck it. You're 23 years old. Go. Just fucking go. Like, you can still go to work in the morning. You can be home at a reasonable hour. Just go. So I went. But we didn't end up going to dinner. Um, I ended up meeting him at his house. He lived with his mom, y'all. But so did I. So I was like, who the fuck am I to judge? You know? So I didn't. So I went. I met him. I met his mother that night. Um, You know, everything was great. We talked for hours. Literally, you guys... We sat there and we talked until three in the morning. And that's legit. All we did. I put that on everything. We talked until 3 a.m. And it was refreshing. He was smart and he was funny and charm. Like, it was disgusting how fucking perfect he was, you guys. Um, You know what I mean? Like, there's always a Hamarsha. Always a fucking Hamarsha. And I wish that I would have learned that before <laughs> meeting him. But that came after. Um, In case you don't know, that phrase came from The Fault in Our Stars, which is a really, really great book. If you've never read it, it's by uh, John Green. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't generally have my authors wrong, but um, I, it's The Fault in Our Stars, guys. It's really good. Um, So there's always a Hamarsha. And Hamarsha is... It, by definition, means fatal flaw. So, uh, if I knew the Hamarsha with this one before, I like to think that I would have been like, uh, deuces immediately. But that wasn't the case. I fell hard and fast. Like, it was fucking sickening. You guys, he actually asked me if he could kiss me. And that right there, that... Sorry, I knocked over a, a spray paint can. Um, I like to do a lot of crafts and my desk is a little bit messy right now. Um, so anyway, um, so back then and even still, if a guy asks me if he can kiss me and actually asks for my permission, 
it goes such a long way with me, you guys. And don't get it twisted, you guys. I do have my moments still where um, I'm perfectly okay with just the random out of nowhere just grab me and fucking kiss me. Like, you don't always have to ask. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, what the fuck? Because you didn't ask. Like, sure. You want to fucking kiss me? Just fucking kiss me. Jesus Christ. Like, there's... <laughs> there, you know what I mean? But the first... Like, there's something about it. Like, the first kiss. If, you know, he just leans in and is like, can I kiss you? Like, there's... I don't... I don't know what... The, it's that stupid, hopeless, romantic part of me. Um, But, yeah. Anyway. I'm not really sure how he knew. Because I, I never said that to him. But he did. He asked me if he could kiss me and that was like it that i was sold that was it it was done so then of course you know whatever we're all adults here things happened um i'm not gonna go into detail you guys know what i'm talking about uh yeah the first night i met him you guys yep um i don't know the the chemistry was just that good i whatever yeah i might be kind of sounding like i'm slut shaming myself right now i don't it is what it is whatever um but the, i mean that was it you know i i literally did not get any sleep that night i <laughs> i got up like after whatever i maybe i slept for like an hour and then i woke up and was like fuck i have to go to work so I went home, I showered, I got dressed, and I went to work. And I worked all day, but I damn near fell asleep at work and fell out of my chair. But I do remember him texting me um, after he woke up and, you know, basically asking me, okay, so, like, after last night, what does this mean? Like, what what are we? And um, I was like, well, what do you want us to be? You know, and he was like, well, I want you to be my girl. And that was that was kind of it. Um, And then it was good for a couple of weeks and then suddenly it was this shit started right off the bat and i don't know why i didn't see the red flags i really don't but at the same time like hindsight's 2020 2020 right 2020 yeah i can't fucking talk today <laughs> that's say la vie um anyway hindsight's 2020 you guys you always look back on shit and are just like why the fuck didn't i see that but i didn't let's just you know i was 23 i was naive and i thought i was in love so of course i didn't see it you know but literally in weeks he is like facing going to jail and like needs me to bail him out of jail and just all this shit so i borrowed money from my mom to go fucking bail his ass out on valentine's day uh coincidentally the same night that he told me he loved me um weeks later you guys literally fucking weeks later but we spent every day together i would get up go to work leave work go to his house my parents my mom was like what the fuck and like we don't even see you anymore you're just going right to his house after work like what what is this shit um so fast forward we're together a month um i go to his house we go to go to dinner and next thing you know my truck is surrounded by police surrounded like 20 fucking police officers <laughs> i'm like what in the fuck so he hops out of my truck throws his phone at me and is like here don't let anybody get their hands on that just hold on to that for me so i go to get out and the cop is like no stay in your truck i was like i have to go inside and get my stuff like is he going to jail like what's going on right now um and they were like oh yeah he's going to jail and i was like well can i go inside and get my stuff that's in his room and they were like no you're gonna have to come back at another time and get it and i'm like i'm like what the fuck you know like i had a pillow there i had my blanket there like i had you know my computer was there my laptop you know shit like that um we like watched movies on my laptop and shit you guys anyway um 
So they take him to jail and I can't ask any questions. The cops are like, just, you know, just sit tight. And I'm like, it's fucking January and it's freezing. Like snow on the ground. Like, I'm not just going to sit in my fucking truck until y'all peace out with my boyfriend. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I, I basically was just like, all right, well, fuck this. I have to go home. Like, I don't have time for this shit. So I went home and the next day he's calling me from jail. And of course, I'm paying for it. Whatever, whatever. So I I go through with, I keep money on the phone and I, I you know, put money on his books, made sure he had commissary. And, you know, I went to visit him every fucking weekend and just... I was there for three fucking years. I held him down. I made sure money was on the phone. I made sure money was in his commissary. I made sure he got packages every month. I would get out of work at 9 p.m., go home, sleep, get up at 1 in the morning the next morning, get myself ready, be out of the door by 2 o'clock, drive two hours away to visit him and be the first one in the door so that I could make sure I visited with him all fucking day. Then I would leave, go home, do it all over again on Sunday, and then go home, work all week, and then do it all over again the next week. Like, I just made sure he was straight, and I did that shit for three years. Then he came home, and he was home for, like, a month, and then he went back to jail. Listen, guys, he didn't just go back to jail, okay? Like, he'd go to jail, and he'd sit there for, like, a month, and then they'd ship his ass off to prison. Like, he wasn't just doing jail time the whole time. Like, he was in fucking a state penitentiary like it wasn't just jail there's a difference just saying but not before getting me into some trouble um but i was a grown-ass woman you guys i made the decision to go along with him and i made the decision to you know say yeah okay i'll do that when he asked me to so i'm i'm at fault too you know i'm i'm gonna own that shit of course i'm at fault whatever um I pay for it every day. So um, fast forward, you know, I do the same thing for him all over again. He he goes back to prison and I do it again for two and a half years. However, the only difference is, you know, I, I had the, t- the month that he was home and the one month he was home, I racked up debt with so many people, uh, friends, family. I lost almost all of them except for my parents you guys like none of them even though I paid them back um all except for one person because I by the time um by the time it got to them I called them in like a crack I shouldn't say that but um just a snap decision to like beg for help and I I borrowed money from them for him and um I was never able to pay them back and I feel really really bad for that you guys like it eats at me every fucking day but it's like I'm out here being a single mom and struggling as it is like I can't afford to fucking pay people back and it's it fucking drives me insane so that's one of the things that really you know I just try not to think about but um you know that there's one thing I just want people to understand that know me from that that period of time I was in a bad situation you guys I was in a really bad situation and I was too blind to see it and I didn't want to listen to anybody when they told me what was really going on. Um, And I had to really learn the lesson the hard way. So this is what happened. We got married um, that August. Um, You know, I, I was in love with him for whatever reason. You know, there was a time when the life that he offered me was exciting. And because I was this naive little country girl who knew nothing of the world, I was excited to be a part of all of this shit that I'd never seen before. You know, I thought that he could keep me safe and I, you know, I just thought that it was us against the world and it was that that true love story that I was always fucking just like pining for. You know what I mean? But I was blind. I was blind and I was naive and whatever. So, um... We got married. Um, Only one person, well, two people knew, his mom and uh, someone that I worked with who was a great friend to me at the time. Um, 
they knew. Um, we got married while he was in jail. It was, was not this big fancy thing. It wasn't even a, a courthouse wedding. It was a jailhouse wedding, like in a fucking county jail. Um, and part of me was telling myself the whole ride to the jail that day, don't do this. Don't do this. You feel bad about it because you can't tell your mom about it. And the one thing you want to do is pick up your phone and tell your mother how excited you are to be getting married. But you know that you can't pick up that phone to tell your mom because you know exactly what she's going to tell you and you know exactly what she's going to tell you is right. So I didn't tell my mother. I didn't tell anybody. I kept it a secret and I went forward with it, even though everything in my gut was telling me, say no, don't fucking do this. But I did it anyway because I still had that mentality of you can fix them. You you can fix them. It, it'll get better. He'll change because he loves you. Not fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. Um. So we get married and he goes off to prison. And then a couple months later, he's, you know, I need you to do something for me. This is what I get. I need you to do something for me. And I ask him what he wants me to do. And he tells me and I say, no, absolutely not. No. And then I get, well, you're my wife. You can't tell me no. Like, if you really love me, you'll do this for me. He took everything that he knew that I wanted and he fucking turned it around on me. Um, so I did what he asked and I got caught. Um, I shouldn't even just say I, I should say we. We got caught and um, me being the honest person that I was and I was absolutely fucking terrified of being in trouble. I, when they asked me, I was honest. I tried to deny it to the hilt because that's what they say to do. That's what he always told me to do. If they catch on and they ask you, just deny it. Deny, deny, deny. Never admit to it. Just deny it. So I tried and I tried and I tried and they, they hacked, they, they tapped the phones, you know, they record prison conversations. Um, so they had all of our conversations and they used the one thing that I didn't want to miss against me. And I thought that if I was just honest with them, they would let me go and that I would be okay. Well, that didn't happen. Um, and my whole night and all the plans I had for that evening got ruined. And I understand that that's my fault. Absolutely. Because I could have said no, regardless of what what he said to me but I was so desperate for him to just love me and accept me and I thought you know if I just do this for him it'll be okay so I got carted off to jail and I spent like five hours in a county jail myself in a holding cell um just hoping and fucking praying you guys that someone would bail me out you know I had a great job at the time the job that I had was literally the best job that I probably would ever have even though I didn't know it then um that realization came long after um so I went to jail and I spent five hours in the jail cell tracing the lines in the walls and I was just about to fall asleep when they opened the door and said you made bail. Let's go. So basically what happened was my dad uh, told my mom that she needed to bail me out so that I could come home and get my shit straight before I went to prison. Because at the time, what I got in trouble for was a four to seven prison, four to seven year prison sentence all in itself um, if convicted. So he was like, I'm not taking care of her shit from her for her if she goes to prison. I'm not doing that shit. So you need to bail her out so she can come home and get her shit right so that when she goes to prison, it's all taken care of. So um, my mom bailed me out. She paid for a cab for me to catch a ride back to the prison and get my car. And then um, I went home. And of course, you know, a big fucking fight ensued. And at the time I had to, and 
um, I had to promise my parents that I would stay away from him, um, that I would leave, that I would not talk to him, that I would just, you know, move on. They didn't know that I was married, you guys. They didn't have any fucking clue. Um, but I agreed anyway because I knew that if I didn't, it would just lead to more shit for me. And I didn't want to deal with it, so I lied. Um, but... When I started going to court and I started dealing with everything because I was able to get a lawyer and I started going to court and, you know, I was dealing with everything, it dawned on me, you know, the severity of what was really probably about to happen to me, even though the, my lawyer was like, you know, you've never done anything um, this bad, you know, you've been in trouble before, but it's never been to this magnitude and it's all been petty, stupid things, so, you know, you should be able to just get away with some probation and... um move on with your life. So I thought, you know, maybe, but what if I go to prison? So I couldn't have contact with him and it wasn't even hard, you guys. Like it didn't even bother me. I was so angry with the whole situation. I was angry that he would put me in that situation. I was angry that he would use my love against me and I was angry that I followed through with it. I was just angry and I felt complete betrayal and I was fucking terrified you guys you know I I went from being this completely fucking shy scared innocent little girl to suddenly I'm facing four to seven years in prison for just doing something because I loved someone like what the fuck you know I was mad I was really fucking mad so I said fuck this I'm done he kept writing to me Every day I would get a letter. I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay. Please let me know what's going on with you. But of course, at the time, he was sober. He was sober. Oh, yeah. Did I forget to mention to you guys he was a crack addict? Yeah. Um, I didn't find that out until all of this trouble happened. Put two and two together. You might be able to figure out what the fuck I did. Because um, I won't say it on here. Uh... So uh, we couldn't talk uh, except for in letters, but I had nothing to say. I was angry and sad and disappointed and just done. So I decided I was going to keep my promise to my parents and I was going to be done. Though I didn't know how because I knew we were legally married and I didn't know how to get the fuck out of it. I just figured, fuck it, we'll figure it out later. So I met someone at work and we started talking. We hit it off pretty well. We started messing around. Um, so yeah, basically I had an affair for a year and... And even though my full intention was to leave him at first before the affair started, I still feel bad. I still feel like I should have done it the right way. And I didn't. And it fucking eats at me. Um, But I'm not a bad person, you guys, because I fucking, you know, just didn't know the right way of how to get out of something. That doesn't make me a bad person. It just, I was ill-equipped to deal with this shit. And I didn't have someone that I could go to that I could ask. I just didn't. I didn't go to my family. I didn't talk to my family. I didn't have anything to do, really do with my my family. I lived with my parents, but you know, actually at the time I didn't, I had an apartment, but, um, I still, you know, I just, my family wasn't there for me. My family, you know, I got the, oh, well, those are the decisions you're going to make. Okay. Well, fuck you. Like we don't want anything to do with you. The only person I didn't get that from was my grandma. She was always there for me, but I never wanted to burden her with my shit. So I didn't go to her either. Um, but she would have just told me, you know, follow your heart. Cause that's all grandma ever told us. Follow your heart. It's a crock of shit. You guys don't follow your heart. Follow your gut feeling and your head for the love of all things holy please um if your heart happens to coincide with what your head and your gut are telling you then by all fucking means yes but if your heart's telling you one thing and your fucking head and your gut is telling you something completely different follow your head and your gut please don't follow your heart for anything your heart will fucking just break itself over and over and over again for for what for fucking nothing anyway um so i had an affair and i was honest i told him about it when 
when I was able to go back to visiting him and talking to him again, I was honest and I told him the truth. I went to a visit and I told him to his face that I had been messing around with someone that I worked with. And of course, you know, he was angry and he begged me to stop it. And, you know, he was, he said he would forgive me if I just put an end to it. Um, but I didn't point point blank like that's just I didn't because truth be told I was falling and I was falling for this other person and um that's when I learned for me that it really is like out of sight out of mind for me uh which sucks and I I I kind of hate it but it is what it is say lovey um so I didn't end the affair until the guy that I was messing around with I was honest with him and I told him about my feelings and he flat out looked at me and said well I don't feel that way for you we're just friends <laughs> so that hurt and then I said okay well you know what fine if the best I can get is a crack addict who just wants to spend his time in prison then fine I'll go back to that and that's precisely what I did I ended the affair my my husband came home I went back to my husband um, I got pregnant, had a miscarriage. Um, then I got, we got into a, a car accident, totaled my car. I broke my ankle and couldn't walk for two weeks. Um, then I lost my job and then I found out I was pregnant for my daughter. Um, if there was one time for that to not be cool, um, that was the time. I... You know, I knew things needed to change. From the minute that I knew that the pregnancy was going to be viable and I was going to carry her through, once I hit, like, four months pregnant, that's when I knew things needed to change. Um, When I was four months pregnant, I lost my grandmother. I shouldn't just say I, because it wasn't just me. It was my whole family. Um, And it's four years to the day tomorrow, so it's kind of hard for me to talk about. Um, So I lost my grandmother when I was four months pregnant with my daughter. And then when I was six months pregnant with her, I got into a huge fight with my husband. And I threw a glass sugar jar at his head. Um, And he, he ducked and it missed him. And it fucking broke against the wall. And I ended up having a whole, just a whole fucking meltdown. And he, he just realized that I was at my wit's end, I guess. He didn't give a fuck, but he sure made it look like it. You know, um, I ended up on my knees on the kitchen floor, begging, crying, pleading for him to just stop because all he wanted to do was sit in my living room and smoke crack. And I couldn't take it anymore. I just, I was tired of it. I wanted a better life for myself and I wanted better for my daughter. And I was being shown every day that I wasn't going to have it. I was never going to get it. And, you know, what was going to fucking happen? You know, what kind of life was I going to bring my kid into? Um, So I lost it. I completely lost my shit. And I had a total breakdown. I ended up on my knees, sobbing, crying, begging, pleading in the middle of the fucking kitchen. So he came out and he picked me up and he hugged me probably harder than he'd ever hugged me in the fucking seven or so years we had been together and he apologized and said you know I'm gonna go tomorrow and I'm, I'm gonna go get help so I said okay I ended up going to bed I woke up the next day he was gone couldn't get a hold of him you know I thought okay well if he's gonna go get help he'll at least say goodbye nothing I didn't hear anything uh five o'clock that night the landlord shows up at my house with the police to tell me that we had been evicted. I had no fucking clue. Uh, so I, uh, I had to, I called my family and asked for help. I called my mom and I basically got a, well, you know what? I'm busy. I don't have time to come help you. So mom couldn't come help. Uh, so I called the rest of my family and they all came through and they helped me out. 
they often move my stuff, yada, yada. So fast forward two weeks later, I finally hear from him. He tells me that he was gone. He was in Michigan and he went off on a bender and fucking ended up in a vehicle and ended up in Michigan. I don't even fucking know it. I don't believe it. I don't for a minute think that it was true. I'm pretty sure he was just chilling at his mom's fucking being a dick. Uh, <laughs> so then he tells me I'm going to go get help. I need you. I can't lose you. And I told him I can't do this anymore. You're If you're going to go get help, you need to go get help. But I can't. I can't keep living this life. Our daughter deserves better. I deserve better. Hell, you deserve better. You know, if you don't want to do it for me or her, do it for yourself. So he said he was going to go get help. He came. He said goodbye. I didn't hear from him again. Uh, a week later, I get a phone call. He's in jail. <sighs> he never went to rehab, you guys. He just went back to doing the same old shit. Uh, so he went back to jail. And that's when I was like, all right, well, that's it. We're fucking done. Um, I went and visited him a couple times, basically just to try to solidify, you know, this is it. We're over. Fucking, we need to get a divorce. Like, we need to, we need to figure this out. Um, we got into a huge fucking fight at the jail, and I basically threw my fucking ring at him. And, you know, now <laughs> it wasn't even my real wedding ring, you guys. The real, <laughs> my real wedding ring. We got into a fight while I was driving one day, and I threw it out my window. I put my fucking car window down. I ripped my wedding ring off my fucking finger and I threw it out the fucking window into a cornfield. And when he told me to turn around and fucking go get it, I told him to go fuck himself because it didn't mean anything. Our marriage was a fucking disaster at the end. It was it was a disaster the whole fucking way through. Our whole relationship was just fucked from the beginning. But um, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, so fast forward, I have my daughter, and it, it's really true what they say. Um. I, I'm not religious, you guys, but they say that God gives you a girl because um, basically you need to learn how to grow the fuck up. You need to learn how to do things differently. Well, I, uh, I did. <laughs> I did. And, you know, I just I think every day of how I would handle it if my daughter went through the same situation. And my mom has asked me that question so many times. And I like to think that, you know, I certainly hope that I raise my daughter better and I raise her to have more confidence and more pride and dignity within herself um and i can raise her to not be this desperate person who's just desperate for love and and desperate to fucking please everyone and just take love where she can get it um i hope that i can raise her to know what she deserves and to demand what she deserves um and that she never has to go through this again and i really really hope that i, I shouldn't say again i just i hope that she never has to go through it at all but um I also really hope that anyone else out there in the world who has been through something similar, um, if this resonates with you and you need someone to talk to about it, I'm always here. Um, I have an email set up, me at gmail.com. Please feel free to email, uh, write in with your experiences, advice maybe that you think would be good for me to give out. Um, I can't think of everything, you guys. Um, but I uh, basically just wanted to talk about that because I wanted to... I wanted to get that out there, you know. I've been I've I've been through the fucking ringer. I was m- married to a crack addict for 8 years, 7 years, however fucking long, but um it was hell. And I wanted to kind of showcase that regardless of all of the bad things and uh even with me having an affair, you know, there's going to be people that are going to have something to say about it, but you know what? I fucking don't care. Say what you have to fucking say because regardless of me having my affair, or me doing any of the shit that I have done. I was 
still a good woman to him when he did not deserve for me to be a good fucking woman to him. There were nights when I would lay on the hardwood floors of my apartment and just bawl my eyes out in the fetal position, just cry because all he wanted to do was get high. And I was afraid that we were going to, we were going to not eat for the day or the fucking week or the fucking month or the rent wasn't going to get paid or the electric wasn't going to get paid or something wasn't going to get paid because he was constantly stealing my money so that he could go get high. That was the life that I lived, stressed out to the max 24-7 and just completely fucking hell. We lived by by definition of fucking insanity. Our life was the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And it took my daughter to get me the fuck out. I'm always hearing, always hearing, you're not confident enough. You have no confidence. You know what? Maybe I don't have confidence in the way that I look because I wish that I looked better. I wish that I was skinnier. I wish whatever. But at the same time, I know that I'm beautiful just the way that I am and I love myself just how I am. Take it or fucking leave it. But you want to talk about confidence? I have a lot of fucking confidence. I know who I am. I know where the fuck I came from. And I know that I am a good ass woman. And I know that I'm worthy of having a good man to love me. And someday I'll find it. But anyway, I'm going to end on that note because I need to get my little one to bed. So I hope you all have a good night. And thank you so much for listening. Please remember that this podcast is available on like six different platforms, you guys. It's like Google Podcasts, um, some other different ones I'm trying to just quickly bring up the the app thing so I can read the list off to you guys um so uh one second so uh Google Podcasts Spotify Breaker Pocket Cast and Radio Public um so yeah uh listen again right into the email say la vie per me at gmail.com uh listen I know that I'm not the best at this I'm trying really hard to kind of get a hang of it um but at the same time I'm just me, you guys. I'm I'm just me and I'm just going to continue to be me unapologetically because I can't be fake. I'm I'm just not the type to be I'm not fake. So um thanks for listening. Good night.